Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you today. Excited to get to the emails that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I had a I, I I had a freaking great day today, you guys. My parents just left. You know, they had to stop by. Do you guys remember the last time my mom came to visit? She like slept over. This was like a, about a month ago. And she came to sleep over for the night. We had gone out to dinner at this restaurant by my apartment that I really love. And it's just like regular food. You know, it's like just your average restaurant food. And my mom had a Caesar salad and she took a bite of it and she went like that. And I went, what's up? She goes, this is spicy. (laughs) Not the spicy salad. Hi, Stanley. And I go, all right, switch with me. So I had her salad. She had my salad because I was just like, whatever. And you guys, I don't got to tell you, the salad was not spicy. It was a Caesar salad. Okay. There's no, nothing going on in there. You know, nothing complex. And Today, my parents came by, we hung out. I haven't seen them both in a really long, not a really long time, but I haven't been with both of them, you know, in a bit. And we went for a nice walk. And then I'm like, let's go to a Polish restaurant. I'm like, I love Polish food. It's good. It's meat and potatoes and coleslaw, you know, and cabbage, pickled, lots of pickles. They have pickle soup over there in Poland, which I love. I'll drink just straight up brine, girl. Give me some pickle brine. See what happens. Because <laughs> it's not going to last a second around me. Okay. So I'm like, let's go to this Polish restaurant. My mom's like, all right. She, voice shaking. We get there. This woman had grilled chicken and mashed potatoes. And she's like, it's, and I knew in my head, a little spicy. Not the mashed potatoes. I said, mom, there's no spice in that whatsoever. How is it spicy? She's like, it's just, it's a little too something. That's what she said to me. Never in my life have I experienced something like that. I mean, they really are cracking me the hell up. But uh, (laughs) you guys, you want to hear something crazy? Um, Well, a few crazy things. A few weeks ago, I was at a bar with a couple of my friends and I met this guy from Australia. Okay. He's just some guy. Every guy, here's the thing that, that I've realized. Okay. Every guy you meet is just some guy. All right. Every guy you like, he's just some guy, right? Nothing crazy. He's a fucking, he's a guy. (laughs) Really? I mean, it's, it's, he was some guy, he was some six foot three Australian rat. Okay. And we're chit-chatting and we, like his friend was talking to my friend, him and I were talking, another guy was talking about whatever. And he had asked me like, if I have a podcast and I usually would say no to something like that. Cause it's hot girls only over here. You know, the rules <laughs> it's hotties only. We don't want any guys coming in here. Okay. Except for the ones that listen Thank you. And we love you. But we don't want any freaks in here. So he asked me if I have a podcast. And for some reason, I said yes. All right. And I was like, you know, this guy's probably a liar. I don't even know why I talked to this guy. All right. He was hot. But it's like, I was like, are you married? Because I have a I go into every conversation with a man. That's the first question. I don't say what's your name. I say, where's your wife? Okay. Cause I'm not fucking playing the games anymore. So he had told me he wasn't married. And eventually I was like, are you married? He, I was like, tell me the truth. Are you married? He's like, not, nar. <laughs> he was like, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Okay. We get it. You're from fucking Australia. Okay. So <laughs> girl, I tell this motherfucker that I have a podcast because he asked me. And then he texted me a few times asking me to hang out like, you know, like super last minute shit. And I'm too old for that. Like, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not going to spring up and go hang out with a guy. You got to make plans with me. All right. I don't want you to text me at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm fucking sitting on my couch. Okay. So I'm not like a spur of the moment. Let's go hang out. You know, I'm not easy breezy like that. So he'd asked me to hang out a few times and I was a couple of them. I had plans and I was just like, no, another time you have to like, let me know ahead of time. And then he texts me one day and he's like, I'm listening to your podcast. Girl, girl. (laughs) He never fucking texted me again. I can't hear. No, because that's how I know this is this is hot people, hot girls only. Okay. No fucking from now on, if a guy asks me, what do you do for a living? I'm an accountant. What office you work in? You wouldn't understand. Okay. I it's very top secret. What I do is very top secret. You know, because I don't even know what I could say. I I don't know enough about anything. One thing about me, I really don't know about enough about anything to say that I do that for a living. Once I was with this was years ago. I was with my friend at a bar and a guy asked me what I did. And I, I was like, oh, I'm a I said, I'm a receptionist. I know I I'm a secretary. And he was like. Oh, because I had said something like, oh, yeah, I was just there for work. And he said, oh, what do, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a secretary, because that was like the, the bit that I was doing. And he's like, you're traveling secretary. I said, yeah, obviously. He was like, what do you what business, what company do you work for? I was like, uh, don't really feel comfortable telling you that. <laughs> One thing about me is I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie. Because it is weird, you know, first of all, t- being a woman. And telling a man that you're a comedian for a living, they can't handle it. They're like this. They're like, you, you do that. All right. So that's like, oh, what you do for fun? Or you do that for a living? Yeah, motherfucker. I do that for a living. So you go up on stage. <laughs> Girl, they can't wrap their fucking heads around it. Okay. So I usually avoid the topic at all costs. All right. What do you do for a living? I'm unemployed. I'm unemployed. That's what I do. They ask so many questions and then they, of course, do you know a comedian everyone's heard of? Have you ever heard of uh, George Carlin? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I have heard of George Carlin. Fucking most famous comedian probably of all time. I might have heard of him a couple of times. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) They can't fathom it. They also do think like people just in general think that every comedian knows each other. You tell an Uber driver you're a comedian, they're like, you know, Chris Rock. Yeah, I know Chris Rock. We're buddies. We're all friends. (laughs) So anywho, that's my uh, that's what happened to me. A guy listened to this podcast and never, never (laughs) spoke to me again. And you know me, I don't I'll never reach out. I'll never reach out to him. Uh, I just won't do that. If you don't text me, that's it. I'm not going, hey, just want to check in, see when you want to hang out. No, we're not doing that. Not in this house. Um, also, I, I wanted to vent about something. Like I posted, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday night. I posted last night that I was wearing, you guys know one thing about me, I love weird, ugly shoes. And I have this pair of boots that are like split toe, silver boots, And they look a little bit like a turtle foot. Like, have you ever seen the Ninja Turtles? How they wear those? They have like two big toes. That's their whole foot. That's kind. And they wear sandals, which is so funny. I love the like, I love the idea of the Ninja Turtles being like surfer dudes too. Right? Like, are you turtles? Are you ninjas? Are you surfers? (laughs) Like, they're so California. They're like chill. Anywho, I, I can talk about the Ninja Turtles all day, but it's kind of like a turtle foot shoe. Are you following me? And I posted a picture on my Instagram story. And girl, the way I got about 100 messages being like that, that shoe is so ugly. 
which yes, it is. That's the whole point. Okay. The whole point is that it's weird and ugly. And I, and I know that things bother people like this, but it really got under a lot of people's skin. And what do you even say when someone says like, your shit is ugly? Like, like, oh no, you're ugly. Like, I don't even know what, what do you even say? That's such a first grader response. I'll never forget when I was, uh, sorry, you guys, I'm rambling. I don't know why I, me and my parents had uh, donuts and coffee after we had dinner. So I'm a little, I'm a little riled up if I had to explain it. But, um, when I was little, I was in probably, I know I was in primary school because I remember this happening in the schoolyard of my primary school. So I was either in first or second grade. I could have even been in kindergarten. And I was just like such a shy kid. And there was this girl in my class. You remember like that mean girl in your class and like little kid mean is different than like high school mean. High school mean is like gossipy, whatever. Little kid mean is like, that is a demon. (laughs) Like a young little kid that's mean. It's like, you're literally evil. Okay. And I remember she, um, she had like fallen on the playground or something. And she was wearing this watch and have I told the story before and her watch broke. And I said, Oh no. And girl, me even saying words when I was little, I mean, how the times have changed. Right. It was like a lot for me. Like I was so shy when I was a little kid, forget it. I wouldn't even say two words. Okay. I was so fucking shy. And I said to her, Oh, Oh no, you broke your watch. And she said, and I'm about to break your face. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Girl in first, (laughs) in first grade, the way I think about that bitch, at least three times a month, I wonder where she's at now. Her name was Stephanie, Stephanie R. And then I remember her moving to Florida. It was like the best day of my life. (laughs) I was like, that bitch is (laughs) fucking Stephanie R. I I cannot believe that kids are so her saying, I'm going to break your fucking face. Meanwhile, I was like a kid that was so afraid to speak. No, I'm going to find her. Stephanie R. If you're listening to this, fuck you. (laughs) I literally beat the shit out of you. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding about that either. Jesus, geez, Louise. What do the parents, do you think the parents know? Do you think the parents of the, the mean kids, like, do you think, do you think they're mean to their parents too? Their parents are just fucking afraid of them. <laughs> the school bus pulls up. They're like, oh shit, Stephanie's all. <laughs> no. That's so scary. Having an evil child must be so fucking weird (laughs) because your kid's a freak at that point. Like that's a, that's a demon. (laughs) Okay. Of course. And she moved to Florida. I remember she moved to Florida. Like when we were, it was like not long after maybe that year or the next year, a lot of kids, a lot of kids in school always were moving to Florida. What was over there for them? Their parents just like picked up and like, all right, we're going to Florida. Um, anywho, you guys, by the way, I always dig myself into a hole on this podcast because I'm always talking shit and I don't realize that the umbrella of the hotties that listen is vast, right? Like I'll say something about Australian people and I'll get a bunch of Australian people emails. I get, I say something last week. I said something about proctologists. And girl, the way I got so many proctologists in my Gmail, I don't think anyone's ever had as many proctologists in their Gmail account emailing them than I do right now. And by the way, if you're a proctologist and you emailed me, you better hold on to your freaking seats. Because guess what? I'm sending you a picture of my butthole. (laughs) Because I don't know what's going on down there. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But I have to. If any of you are in New York, actually, no, I can't. I can't. No, I can't see somebody that listens to the podcast, especially not a proctologist. All right. I would do a gynecologist, not a proctologist, girl, because what if I do have a weird one? (laughs) What if I have a weird butthole? 
then they're like, I can't listen to this podcast anymore. I've seen enough. All right. There's too many things I could go wrong with that, but I will email you a picture of it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Imagine if I just did that. (laughs) No, honestly, that's so funny. If I did that, I would think that was really funny, but it would probably scare a lot of people. Anywho. I'm sorry if I said something offensive about proctologists. None of them were mad at me, but um, (laughs) I got a lot being like, ha ha ha. I'm a proctologist and I listen to your podcast. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. If you are okay. So like, I wonder at what point, like any of my friends, like my close friend, Alicia is a nurse. Um, Pete's sister is a PA. Pete's mom is a nurse. Like I know a lot of nurses and, and people in the medical field, right? I'm always texting the way that I'll go to my friend, Alicia, before I go to the fucking doctor, because I'm like, girl, have you seen this before? Is this weird? Cause they know what's going on. Of course they do. They're the ones going and taking care of it half the, half the damn time. Right. They're doing the, you know, so I wonder at what point do you draw the line? Like if your friend is like a proctologist, do you say, girl, <laughs> you got to look at my butthole. <laughs> like, I think I would. I think I would. If it was my close friend and that's what they did for a living, I would just be like, girl, it's even like any, anytime you have a friend that has any type of skill, like, oh, you're a makeup artist. Can you do my makeup? And people hate that, you know? Uh, okay. Anyway, sorry guys. I, I veered off into a million different directions here. I hope you're, uh, <laughs> I hope you're all still with me. All right. And I got a lot of emails also for the, uh, fertility chain. If you want to be a part of it, let me know. I'm going to um, add you all in an email once I'm done recording this and, and kind of loop you all in together. So, okay. Let's start. <clears throat> this one says crop dust question mark. Crop dust, just caught in a fart cloud. Help me. <laughs> Guys, I love when you, I love when you email me that you're either A, farting, B, shit your pants, C, gonna fart, or D, somebody else farted. Just got caught in a fart cloud. Help. Why do people, why don't people know to keep moving? Oh, so you were caught in someone else's and they left it. Wait. So you're saying if you fart while moving, it doesn't leave a cloud. I think it still does. I think it still does. There's been times I'm behind somebody walking and you could tell, and I'm sorry for being very vulgar this episode, you guys, but you could tell by the way they're clenching their cheeks that they're farting currently. Okay. And it does follow you. It's you don't leave it in a cloud and then walk away. Like if you're farting, you're farting. I've also been that person that I'm clenching my butt cheeks so hard. Um, okay. <laughs> Do we have another one right under that? Therapist shit crap and Carly. I'm currently wobbling to the bathroom after shitting my pants while in a telehealth session <laughs> with my client. Before I cleaned up, I wanted to let you know. <laughs> no, the, I, I love it. I love that your first thing was like, I have to email her. No, you, you guys don't understand how special that makes me feel. It really, really makes me feel special. And I get DMs sometimes too. Like, oh my God, I just shit my pants at work. <laughs> but during a uh, therapy session is so wild. There's so many layers to that. God bless. God bless. Let's see. This one says... <clears throat> Sorry. This one says grocery man deserves a life sentence. Hi, Carly and the two cute boys. I've been meaning to write in about some traumatic events that occurred to me while visiting my local grocery store stop and shop. To preface the story, my boyfriend and I both worked on Valentine's Day, but he gave me a very cutie, thoughtful gift, a freaking giant crystal the size of my head with a pic of our faces engraved in it. Oh, that is so cute. Like the ones you see at the mall. It's so funny because I was just going to say, I think I've seen that at the mall, actually. 
So the next day I went to stop and shop and I was getting my usual groceries, but I really wanted some Valentine's day flowers in my apartment. So I assumed they would even be discounted because who buys flowers the day after, right? Great point. You would think that the overflow, right? Because stores don't really know there's the store. If I'm stopping shop, right. I'm going so many fucking people are going to come here for flowers. I'm going to order like, and I'm not exaggerating. I would probably, if I owned it, I, if I own stop, I would order 10 times more flowers than I normally have. Right. And then you have to deal with the overflow and flowers really don't have the shelf life. So I a thousand percent would think that they would be discounted. And I want to know if they were, if that's not in the email. Okay. <clears throat> By the way, I went and bought a lot of Valentine's day candy the day after Valentine's day. So, okay. So she says, I found some roses I liked and I was minding my own damn business when the grocery worker man comes up to me and goes, Hey, got some flowers there. Are you really buying those for yourself? Oh my God. And I'm not joking. It was the most judgmental way ever. And I almost died. I swear. I didn't even have time to make up a lie. I just said yes. And, and ran for my life. LOL. It was literally so awful. I buy flowers for myself all the time. And I was channeling my inner Miley Cyrus. I really do not see why it's anyone's business. But anyway, honestly, it's so weird for somebody to even comment on that. Uh, This man continues to torture me. Today is exactly one week after I and I headed to stop and shop again for some snacks. I'm trying to find the perfect crackers to pair with cheese and hummus. I selected and I'm clutching in my arms because who grabs a cart? Girl, I I, I'm sorry that I keep uh, interrupting this email, but I am the queen of carrying everything. I'll be in Trader Joe's with 40 fucking things in my in my arms. Because I go in for one thing, right? I'm like, I want my dill pickle salad, which by the way, fire. If you see it, get it. If you like pickles, if you don't like pickles, it's not for you, obviously. Okay. Don't get crazy now. (laughs) Cause you know, that's what would happen. I would say, oh, try the dill pickle salad. And then somebody would email me going like, I hate pickles. And I tried this salad and and I didn't like the salad. Like, okay, girl. But I go in for one thing and I get so much shit, especially because Trader Joe's, you never know when you're going to fucking see that stuff again. Sometimes they have seasonal, what's with them having seasonal shit all the time. Keep the stuff that everybody buys. Anywho, I get it. She says it's pouring rain and hail in the lovely Northeast. And I just came up from the gym. So I look slightly a mess, but still cute. The same evil man comes up to me when I'm locked in on my cracker options, like a psychopath. He goes, Hey, you look like you're where I want to be right now. And I said, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, I mean, do you participate in any extracurricular activities? And I'm like, sir, I work out and shop here. And that's apparently all I do in life. And he goes, you know, like medical marijuana. And I said, what are you trying to say? And he said, oh, you look really high right now. What? No. I literally wanted to perish. Like you had to point out my bloodshot, tired eyes and disheveled appearance. And the fact that I'm clutching onto cheese and crackers, I'm literally never leaving my home again. I will be getting groceries delivered from now on. And I hope this man is in prison for his crimes against me. I have just gotten this comment before and I don't even smoke. So maybe I just look crazy all the time. I do not know if this saga will continue with Mr. Stop and Shop, man. I also had an unfortunate mishap with shit crappens this past Sunday, but I'm not emotionally healed enough to write in about it yet. (laughs) Thank you for reading. I uh, love you on the podcast. Weirdly enough, I think this guy has a crush on you. Weirdly enough, I feel like the stop and shop guy has a crush on you. First of all, I'm going to say this right now, and I'll say this with my chest. A Trader Joe's worker would never. Trader Joe's workers are the coolest, chillest fucking surfers you'll ever meet in your life. I was in Trader Joe's. I go to Trader Joe's just to get compliments. I swear to you, I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I was wearing these like sweatpants, but they're like crocheted, you know, and I walk in and the guy that works there was like, oh, your pants. I was like, yes, my fucking pants. (laughs) Exactly. Are you kidding me? Girl, go to Trader Joe's. They would never they would never and they compliment you and you go in there and you're at the cash register and they're like, oh, I love these chips. And you're like, I fucking love those chips. Like the way that I want to marry each and every person that works at Trader Joe's. And I'm not kidding. OK, 
they really hire the happiest people on earth over there. What, what do they got going on over there? That I would be really happy if I worked there too, honestly. It's like my dream. But I think this guy likes you. Also, him saying the flowers thing is so strange to me. Like people can't just buy flowers. <laughs> it's so weird. He's a freak. He's a freak. You got to go to, you got to go to TJ. You got to go to Trader Joe. Because Joe would never. Joe would freaking never. You got to just go. And, and I think you'll be, I think you'll be um, happier there in Trader Joe's because it is a magical place. The one thing about Trader Joe's, I will say, is that you probably are going to need to go to another store <laughs> when you leave. Okay. Because they have a lot of shit, but they don't have some stuff that's real important. But you're not going to notice it until after you leave because you're so happy when you're in there. I leave Trader Joe's and I always have like, a, you know, those bags that are they're called like bagus. They're like the roll up bags. They come in a little pouch and you put you just have them in your purse just in case. And I'll always leave with a huge bagu and I'll be on my way home and go, I have no idea what's in this bag. And I just left the store. I don't know. I was in a daze. It's really like it is. I would compare it to being on drugs. That's how much I love it over there. And I'm sorry for other people in other countries that don't have the you know experience of Trader Joe's. Because that's, I can't imagine that. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Nutrafol. Huge thanks to Nutrafol. They are the number one dermatologist recommended supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. You guys know, I swear by this stuff, I'll be a forever um, patron of theirs, a forever customer of theirs, because I've been taking Nutrafol for, I would say probably about a year now. And I've noticed significant change in my hair, the thickness, um, even like I got my bangs cut a couple weeks ago and they're already grown like double, which is insane. So I really, really love this stuff and I can't recommend it enough. Um, they are recommended by 3,000 plus top doctors and stylists. Nutrafol targets the five root causes of hair thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism with three unique formulas, a natural, drug-free, and medical-grade ingredients. You can choose the formula that's right for you. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code SKC to take $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SKC. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. We've been through some crazy times these last few years. If you're looking for someone to help you through life's challenges, you are definitely not alone. BetterHelp's online therapy is an amazing way to keep you um, in control of your life. Working with a therapist can empower you to become the best version of yourself. I am always such an advocate for mental health. I think it's so important that we take care of ourselves because if you have good mental health, it trickles into every single part of your life. I cannot stress that enough. I want all the girlies to take care of their mental health. Um, to get matched with the therapist, you just fill out a quick survey, switch to a different therapist at any time at no additional charge. That's also why I love it. You don't even have to leave your house. If you're unhappy um, with the person that they pair you with, you can just go to somebody else. It's really like the most convenient thing. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Um, okay, let's see this one. Uh, this one says, hi, Carly, I'm Timory. <clears throat> I'm Timory. Pronounced Timory rhymes with shimmery. Cute. I love that. I'm 30 and I live in Arizona. I had a son six years ago with my ex. His family came down from New Jersey to visit um, for the first time once he was born. My embarrassing moment is meeting my ex's parents for the first time. They're very serious and sophisticated and educated in African-American studies. Me and my family are just goofy white people. <laughs> My dad is like Jim Carrey and my mom is Kris Jenner. I was super nervous because we're so different. So my ex-father and mother-in-law sat down and the first thing the father asked me is the history behind my last name and what our family crest is. Ooh, um, I fumbled my words right off the bat because, and I felt like such a derp. I 
have never once looked up our family crest. Does everybody have a family crest? Girl, like I've never looked up my family crest. Is that like a special thing? I thought, I'm so sorry, but I thought that was like British. No, it's, it's not British. I thought it was like, definitely not. I didn't think that was like an American thing. Wow. I'm stupid. She said, then he went on telling us why he chose his daughter's names and how he originally was going to name her after Muhammad's daughter. He couldn't remember Muhammad's daughter's name and he was snapping his finger trying to see if it came to him. So my dumb ass said, isn't it Layla? He just sat there. <laughs> he just sat there with a blank stare and said, no, Muhammad, the prophet, not Muhammad Ali, the boxer. Girl, girl, this is something that would happen to me. I just laughed and no one else did. I slumped in my chair and wanted to vanish into dust like the people do when uh, Thanos, I, I think it's Thanos or is it Thanos? I don't know. I've never seen whatever movie this is, but I always see it. Uh, puts on the infinity glove and makes the population disappear. LMAO. I'm also a graphic designer. So I designed you a sticker, even though you refuse to sell merch. No, I want to sell merch. LOL. And my son and a picture of my son and his young cat King. Oh, this is our cat Razzle. How cute. Stop. Oh my goodness. She made this sticker of a orange cat and he's wearing a Kobe Bryant Jersey and it says COVID brain 24 on it. Oh my God. And your cat is like the um, fancy feast cat. Very gorgeous. Your son is very, so cute. Wow. What a beautiful family you have. And thank you so much for that sticker. I love that. How cute are you? Girl, that is so embarrassing. You want to know what? I've said so much shit that I think about you want. I'm going to tell you guys just, just in case you guys ever say stuff that you like, I have, like, I don't know if it's what I would even describe it as, but like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and literally go like this <gasps> because of something that I said six years ago, like some dumb shit that came out of my mouth that I feel still so embarrassed by. You want to hear, I'm, I'm going to tell you a few. The one that I think about a lot <laughs> is I was meeting uh, a guy that I was dating family for the first time. And they were very sophisticated people. And um, I was like kind of uncomfortable. Of course, you're uncomfortable the first time you meet anyone's family and you want them to think highly of you and you want them to, you know. And um, just like in conversation, they were talking about uh, the guy that I was dating was talking about his grandmother and whatever. She was like 90 something or whatever. And his mom said, Carly, how old is your grandmother? girl. And I was never expecting, I don't know why I girl, I wasn't expecting to have to answer that question. And I don't know why I just said, I like panicked. And I just said the first number that came into my brain. And I don't know why I said that. I said 60 <laughs> girl. I was fucking 30 at the time. How was my grandma 60? <laughs> and they looked at me, the whole family looked at me like, oh, your grand, like they didn't question me on it. Cause what if my grandma really was 60 and there was a crazy story attached to that and we're eating dinner. Right. And I have to relive this fucking, I think about it all the time and I didn't correct myself because I was just like, maybe they'll think that they heard it wrong. <laughs> girl 60 my grandma was 60 when I was born <laughs> okay so that's one <laughs> okay and another one wow what's another one? Oh god I have a couple actually from pretty recently I was uh out with my friends and my friend was talking to this guy and I said oh where are you from and he's like he said, uh, Minnesota. And I went, oh, Scotty. And he's like, what? I said, 
Wisconsin. I, I said, I love Wisconsin. Girl, what? He was like, okay, that's cool. Okay, hold on. Let me see a minute. Um, I, it, it's kind of like, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to type at the same time and you know, that's not happening. Um, it's kind of like if somebody, if I, if somebody were to say, oh, where do you live? I'd say Brooklyn and, and they, and they would go, oh, hell fucking yeah. Like Philly, <laughs> you know, Philadelphia. What? Just no sense. I mean, I guess it kind of is close. But it's really not. It's not the same place. Um, but I don't know how I got that mixed up. Maybe like on a tour, I went from one place to another and then everything. I mean, everything just starts to blend in. Maybe like on the road, I went from one place to the next or I don't know. But another time, my friend Alicia is going to remember this. Um, you know, when you're at the bar and like. By the way, you guys, it sounds like I go out literally six days a week and I don't. I promise you that. But I do accumulate stories because I'm always a, some some freak always enters the chat. Right. But, you know, when you're at the bar and you just like acquire an old man. There's like an old man there and he's just asks you a question. You're like, oh, it's an old man. And then you're like, oh, I'll talk to him. He's old. And 99.9% of the time, like you're in the clear. There's nothing. He might, he might even be the most interesting person in that bar. You ask him about what the fuck it was like when he was young. Okay. How much has a city changed since you were a boy? Right. Cause he was born in like 19 fucking 30. So we're talking to this guy. He's older, way, way older. I mean, this guy's old and he said, he said, oh, people in my country, he said something. He, he was from, um, Serbia and he said something about, oh, people in my country, fashion in my country is so different and bitch, (laughs) why did I say, (laughs) this is so fucking embarrassing. Why did I say, well, yeah, cause it's really cold there. And he went, what? I said, yeah, you guys, you got wolves and girl. He said, wait. He said, that's Siberia. Not, no. I said, all right, I was a few letters off with that one. But the reason why that was so embarrassing was because (laughs) that was the night that I met uh, that British guy. And he was standing right there and he brought that up a few times. He was like, remember when you thought that he's like, remember when you thought that Serbia was Siberia? Okay, here we go. (laughs) My friend keeps doing that, too, about the guy from Minnesota. She's like, girl, remember when you said, well, who was I love Wisconsin? Uh, Yeah, I remember. Wakes me up pretty frequently. 2 a.m. I scream about it. Oh, God. Let's see. This next one says, why are men? Hi, Carly and the kitty men. I'm turning 29 next month, and I think I have probably suffered through all of the worst men in my short little life. I'll spare you with all the dark details, but most recently I was seeing this guy until he wanted to know what I see for myself in the future. I grew up with divorced parents and my mom worked full-time while getting her PhD. So I've never considered being a stay-at-home mom. I own a house and a car and I work multiple jobs. I think I'm quite a catch, but tell me why this man was disappointed in what I wanted. He no joke said, do you want to move to a city or into the wilderness? Do you want children, a family? Would you use your skills to make clothes for our kids? What is this guy, a pilgrim? Would you use your skills? Let me tell you something. I can cook. I, I would consider myself a, a, a good cook, right? Other than that, I don't know that I have any skills that would be helpful in the wilderness with a family. I really don't think that I could do that. Me personally. Okay. Skills to make your kids clothes. Imagine, imagine me using my skills to make it to, for my kids, me just doing bits for my kids, <laughs> me doing stand up. 
telling them jokes. They're like, we're hungry. I'm like, get over it. <laughs> okay. We're freezing. You haven't made our clothes. Well, I'm going to tell you a joke. <laughs> he then said, okay, sorry. I veered off from the email. Would you use your skills to make clothes for our kids? Would you be a homemaker while I was out tending to the land and hunting to feed the family? These are the things I want in life. I avoided the relationship talk because I've been weak-minded and scared. Oh, he talks like that. Uh, I enjoyed spending time with you, but if these aren't things that you want, then we're just friends. I'm not attempting or wanting to be harsh. I'm just being honest with you. (sighs) Here's the thing. Listen, I think that there are a lot of people that something like this would work for. And I think if you're this type of person, if you're this type of person, you got to find somebody early on. You got to mention this date one. Because if you were my, if we went on a date and you told me this months later, I would be so mad. Like, but if you, if we went on a date and you would say, what is your plan? If you want to have kids, would you make your, would you be around to like use your skills and make the kids clothes? I would literally look you dead in the eyes and say, I have absolutely no useful skills. Okay. None. I can't literally think of one. Okay. And I would say, you go, you know, hunting and you go tend to the farm and me and the kids are going to be at Target having a cutie little day. Come on. Come on. There's got to be. And and that's what I would say. I would say, if that's what you need, then then that's great. But I'm going to be one thing about me. I'm going to be at Target, especially if I'm living. And also, I don't know how far away from a Target I want to live. My parents, when they had a house in Connecticut, they were like in the boonies in Connecticut, right? They weren't in like a, you know, civilization, right? My parents were like, oh, we got a house in Connecticut. It was like in the, it was like down a dirt road and next to a fucking nuclear power plant. I'm like, what the hell? But anywho, um, (laughs) when, when I would go there, they don't have the, uh, that house anymore, but when I would go there, I'm like, where's the target? My mom's like, it's two hours away. What? You live out here and you're not even close to a damn target. You got to be kidding me. I would do the burbs, but I don't know if I could do that deep. And listen, like I'm saying, everyone's different. There's people who would love that shit. Okay. But couldn't be me. She said, I cannot stop cracking up. Yeah. Because it's also, he should have just mentioned that begin like in the beginning. Uh, let me know if you want to hear about my worst date stories, including a man throwing edamame shells in my cleavage for the first 20 minutes of a sushi date. What? Don't have date on it. Don't have sushi on a first date. Oh my God. Kiss right on the lips. Girl, not the edamame cleavage. That's so wild to me. See, I've never experienced cleavage before, so I don't know the way men act <laughs> around women that have cleavage honestly and I and I really really mean that there's two shirts I've had in my life that I'm like I got cleavage two I can I can I'm picturing them in my head and I can find them right now in my closet I know where they are they're in a special section okay it's actually one shirt and one dress everything else it's it's a no oh my goodness what a nightmare I mean we really are we're really living in weird, weirdo times. I'll, I'll tell you that much right now. Let's see. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All the proctology emails. I'm sorry, you guys. I love you. I love my prockies. Can I call you guys prockies? I know that's like insulting. Once I called my OBGYN a gyno to her face because I didn't know that that was like trashy. Apparently it is. I, I, was talking to her and I said, yeah, you know, it's this how I forget what it was, but I said, yeah, I figured I'll just go to the gyno. And she like laughed. She was like the gyno. I was like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Love you. All right. Let's see. (laughs) This one says, please be my lawyer. I originally typed this like two weeks ago and sent it, but there are some major updates. Okay. Longtime listener, it's been a while since I needed advice on something, but this is the craziest thing that ever happened. I need to know what you think. So backstory, I 
used to be in an abusive relationship from 2013 to 2016. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. At the start of the relationship, I was in college. My abuser would come out on weekends and terrorize me and my roommates. All my roommates hated him. We went on a trip to Canada in February of 2013, which ended up with him in jail. Oh my God. With an assault charge and me in the hospital. Oh my God. That is terrible. This incident and the relationship changed my life forever. Me and the abuser would break up and get back together constantly. It was a very toxic relationship. I used to have major guilt because I would react to my abuser in a physical way. And he would say, well, you did it back to me and make me feel like I was in the wrong. But through counseling, I learned that it was because of this incident in Canada was so severe. It was my reactive response that made me feel like I needed to essentially survive. It took years to admit, okay, maybe I was the victim. When I broke up with my abuser for good in the beginning of 2016, I had blocked him completely and started to move on. After I was engaged to my husband and we had a son in 2019, my abuser would come into my mom's local restaurant. We live in a very small town when she was keeping my son and say things like, oh, he's going to be calling me dad one day. What? Eventually, a girl reached out to me because she knew I used to date him again, small town life and expected and explained to me the abuse that she was experiencing with him. I had major guilt because I never left a paper trail to warn future girlfriends about. I decided that I wanted to talk about my abuse and I, that I experienced on a local podcast. I had a major anxiety and PTSD leading up to doing this podcast, but it was something I truly felt like I needed to do for people who have may have been in situations like my own and most importantly, like myself. Um, so I went on my local podcast in 2020 and did it. I was so proud of myself and had so many people reach out to me saying how much it helped them. And even two girls that dated my abuser reached out to me and said the podcast helped them and they knew they were not the crazy one. Fast forward to the beginning of this year, three years after recording to this podcast, I found out that the host of the podcast met with my abuser to get quote unquote, his side of the story. What? And she felt like it was not fair to him and deleted my podcast. What? Coincidentally, my abuser also dated $1,000 to an event that she was hosting for veterans. I was so hurt and upset. I do not have Facebook, but I felt the need to reactivate my Facebook and speak of this thing that felt very huge and unjust to me and call them out. I will attach the post. Shortly after my public post on the local police called me to say that my abuser wants to sue me for defamation over the Facebook post. I said, fine, let him. He doesn't get to control what I do or say anymore. The officer was very nice and totally understood where I was coming from. The next day, uh, I work in public school as a teacher. I get a call from the office saying that the police are there to see me. (gasps) No. I go down to the office and my abuser serves me a PFA. Oh no, what's a PFA? I have not seen this loser or spoken to him since 2019. The last time he tried to contact me was from his brother's number. My husband and I called the police. The officer said that I can't charge him because he used his brother's number to text me. So I called, so the called him and told him, oh, I don't know why she's acting this way. Um, We had a bad breakup and she's obsessed with me. Um, Excuse me, sir, what? Oh my God, he sounds like such a fucking psycho narcissist. The officer said he can read through guys like that, and he knew that he was lying, and the police told him that if he ever spoke to me again, I would be getting a PFA. What? And I have not heard from him since. The PFA stated, for two years, she has stalked, threatened, and intimidated me and promised to hurt my life, constantly knows and tracks my whereabouts and relationships, threatened and intimidated friends. First off, this motherfucker doesn't have any friends. Secondly, those were all things that he did to me. How is it legal for someone who is literally wanted in Canada, able to call me an abuser and get a PFA for anything? I contacted my lawyer and she basically told me that there was nothing I could do about this. She said, this is the weakest PFA I've ever seen come through my office. Basically saying the PFA will never stand. Hold on. I have to, um, I have to check what a PFA is because I just want to make sure. Uh, okay. A PFA is a civil order from the court that provides uh, protection of to a victim of abuse, including minor children. Okay. That's what I, uh, assumed it was like an order of protection. Um, basically saying that the PFA will never stand because he doesn't have any proof. And I haven't spoken to him after seven years. 
uh, I was served on a Tuesday. We had court on Friday. So I had to be in the same room with my abuser. We get there and the judge says there's still an active investigation that my abuser is trying to pursue and we would hold off until March 15th. So apparently my abuser is trying to get the police to investigate me. Oh my God. I could care less because I know I've never done anything wrong. Plus this is almost a month and I have heard nothing from the cops in regards to a criminal investigation. And there's still a temporary PFA, which I'm completely fine with, but I don't want to see or be around this man. I have a family and kids um, while he is dating 19, 20 year old girls. Ugh. I'm annoyed with the lawyer because she says after all this, is said and done. I shouldn't poke the bear, but my counselor is outraged and said, I need to be more aggressive and get an aggressive lawyer that should seek out different legal advice. I contacted Canada and the lovely darling dear officer who responded 10 years ago, helped me, um, get an act, helped me get the active warrant. And I also gathered other legal issues, um, because both me and my mom had to call the cops on him multiple times. Basically, I just want to know if anybody else has been in a situation like this. What would you do in this situation? I honestly feel like this is so illegal. Can somebody please take my abuser to Canada border? LMAO, just kidding. And you can bet I'll be doing another podcast someday where I work up the courage on a bigger platform than my tiny podcast. Um, my tiny local podcast. Thank you for reading this in advance. I'm outraged again after typing this out. Here is the update. He charged me with harassment. Oh, he charged me with harassment and stalking over the Facebook post. I got the charges last week. I've had this man blocked since 2016. Now I'm stalking and harassing him. It's very sad that the Justin, that the justice system, um, can side with an abuser. I'm an emotional support teacher and I advocate for my students to talk about trauma, but not be scared of abusers. What does this small town stuff say to my students and to women? I'm enraged. Like, how can they let this abuser keep abusing? You want to know what? It's so true. Um, first of all, I'm so sorry that you've gone through this. Like what, uh, this is like a recurring nightmare, it seems, because you get out of the relationship, then he's hounding you, then he's harassing your family, then you try to speak up for yourself. And it really is such a weird situation for a woman to be in when here's the thing. Women are damned if they do. They're damned if they don't like you hear women going, oh, 10 years ago, this person abused me. And somebody goes, well, why didn't you just say it 10 years ago? Like, OK, thanks for the support. And then if you speak up right away, oh, well, she's just trying to get money or she's just trying to make him look bad. It's never just like, listen, I had watched this. Um, I love Fran Leibowitz, who I I'm just obsessed with her. And she has a documentary on Netflix called Pretend It's a City. And she had said, like, instead of and of course, I'm paraphrasing here and I'm going to butcher what she said, but she had said instead of saying prove to me that this stuff happens to a woman who's claiming she's been abused. Prove, prove to me that it didn't happen. How about that? Like prove to me that none of this stuff that she's saying happened and then I'll believe you. But it really is such a weird thing because I can't tell you how many times we hear about it. We see it. We hear about it from TV and all this stuff. It's constant that somebody reaches out for help to the police, to um, their, uh, you know, some type of law official. And they're like, well, we can't really do anything. So how is it fair that he's so easily get able to get an order of protection against you over a Facebook post of all things? Please. Girl, I would fucking, I would really raise hell. I would really raise hell because that is such a shitty thing. First of all, you can't say, I mean, defamation, please. I mean, this guy seems like such a psycho. I'm so sorry you're going through that. It is like, um, it's so sad. Even like the, the podcast person deleting your episode why, why, why would you ever, you know, feel the need to 
reach out to somebody that I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry you went through that and you're going through that. Keep us posted on that too. And if anybody has any advice um, on what she could do, if you've been through a similar experience, do reach out. So let's see. Let's see. Where was I going? I lost my damn spot. I always do this. Okay, this one says 30s are the best years so far. Hey, Carly, I'm obsessed with you. Oh, thank you so much. You're always right. Oh my God, that's so true. Because you're the epitome. Yes, I Googled the spelling of a confident and easygoing creative woman. Oh my God. This is like, um, sometimes I get emails from you guys and I'm like, this is like what I write in my journal. You know, when like you're, if you, if you've ever, you guys, if you've ever read like a self-help book, they're like, just write a letter to yourself <laughs> and say nice things about yourself. Like kind of, uh, what would you call it? Affirmations. You know, you look in the mirror and like, I am this, I am that blah, blah, blah do your affirmations in your journal. And then, and this is the type of shit I would say, I am an easygoing, confident, beautiful, and creative woman. Honestly, I love that. And I know the girlies will agree. Oh, thank you so much. Plus you make me laugh so freaking hard. Thank you for sharing your laughs and inspiring us to be comfortable with ourselves. Oh, thank you. P.S. Currently drinking hot tea in the shower, emailing you like a psychopath slash OG girly. I love it. Oh, and then she gives a good, a good fuck, Mary kill, which is what will, um, do so oh you guys you want to know what i'm gonna tell you a little something that i've been doing that i don't know what it is but i had heard about this thing where and it sounds so weird the first time i heard about it, i'm like what the fuck but i've been doing it and i've really been enjoying it and what just uh, triggered this idea from this for me is her saying i'm drinking hot tea in the shower which sounds crazy because why are you what gets in the tea does the water from the uh, shower head get in there. Also, listen, half the time when I take a really hot shower, halfway through, I'm like, I'm going to die in here. It's, it's, I'm loving it at first. And then halfway through, I literally go, wow, I can't breathe and I can't see, and I'm going to faint and I'm starving and I'm sweating yet. I'm in the shower. Okay. I don't know how that's possible, but I'm telling you right now, I sweat in the shower. Anywho. So I heard about this thing that was like, you eat an orange. It's called like the orange method or something. And you eat an orange in the shower every day. And I've been doing it and I really like it. I don't know what it is, but I'm saying it's like a form of self self-care. And at first I'm like, this is so wacky. This is like some shit. It doesn't really like, it's not for anything other than it smells good. It, it tastes good because it's like hot in the air. And then you're eating a cold orange. The orange has to be cold girl. There's plenty of articles about it. Okay. I didn't make this up. Look it up, but that's part of my self-care routine. I eat a little, I eat a little cutie in the shower. Oh, let's do a, let's do a fruit, um, FMK too. In addition to the, um, one that she had sent in. So the fruit FMK, um, let's do, mm, I would say clementines. And this is the fruit FMK has to be the, um, sweetest and most ripe ones because like, I can't, I don't even like when people are like, do you like strawberries? I'm like, honestly, 11 months out of the year. No, I hate them because they're sour and they taste bad. But over the summertime, when they're when it's there in season, I love a strawberry. But I wouldn't say that I love strawberries because most of the time they taste like ass. Okay, not that I would know what that tastes like. Don't get any ideas. Don't get any ideas. Okay. Anywho. Uh oh, I'm sounding. Oh, there we go. So let's say uh, clementine, a banana, and and watermelon. Those are my three favorite fruits. That's why I picked them. Okay, this is actually so hard. So I'm going to say I'm going to marry watermelon because to me, watermelon fucking hits in a way that I can't even explain. What have you, you guys, do you understand how good watermelon is? It's the best fruit. 
And please don't, well, watermelon's actually a vegetable. You know, people who do that and you're like, oh, you know how when you say like tomato's a vegetable and somebody's like, it's actually a fruit because it has seeds. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, I know I'm going to get one of those. It's like, actually, it's a plant. Whatever. Watermelon. Okay. <laughs> watermelon, we're marrying because watermelon just fucking that's that's the shit. Then I'm going to fuck the clementines. Because when you have a good clementine, that there really is, that is a special day. And unfortunately, I have to kill bananas. Do I eat bananas a lot? Yes. But I will say, because they are always, and this is actually a compliment to bananas. Double-edged sword here. Um, because they are usually in season, I know that they're not always in season, but in the grocery store, the stuff that you buy, wherever, you, wherever it's coming from, it's in season. Over there, Right. They get them from Mexico. It's because they're in season in Mexico. They get them from Florida. It's because they just they're they're fresh. So because there are really no such thing to me as a bad banana, because they're usually always in season, I unfortunately have to kill them. But I would pick a, the ripest clementine or the ripest watermelon over a banana any fucking day of the week. Oh, not Tony. Tony, what are you doing? Wait, my bestie. Um, <laughs> we were out one night and my bestie said, she said her favorite level of me being drunk is when I start speaking Italian. And you guys know I don't speak Italian. She means I start talking like, uh, like a guy from The Sopranos. I start going like, hey, what are you... <laughs> We'll be at the bar. By the way, this is why I don't have a boyfriend. We'll be at the bar. I'll be like, oh, what are you talking to the pretty girls? <laughs> it just cracks me the hell up. And I'm always hooting and hollering about that. But she said Carly starts speaking Italian. And I'm just like this, talking to someone. Hey, what are you doing? By the way, nobody laughs. It's one of the bits that I do that nobody laughs. I'm doing this bit. I, sometimes on stage, you'll hear a comedian go, this one was for me. Meaning like they knew the joke wasn't going to land, but they had to fucking say it because they worked hard on it and they think it's funny. That's how I feel when I do when I when I start uh, doing Tony. <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys, I forgot to mention this last week. Uh, I saw the one and only Michael Imperioli, a.k.a. Christopher Maltesanti. My baby Zaddy, uh, he has a band called Zopa and they were performing in Brooklyn at my favorite place to go see shows called Baby's All Right. And when I tell you, first of all, I had posted a video of him on my Instagram story and people were like, oh, is that the dad from White Lotus? I'm like, I swear to God, if you guys keep disrespecting Christopher Maltesanti, I swear to God. How could you say, listen, I loved White Lotus and he was amazing in White Lotus. And still, I mean, the man could get it. And I'm not going to say what I'm going to say, but you know what I feel and you know what I'm saying. OK, I'm not going to get too deep into detail. But OK. <laughs> Anywho. You could tell that a lot of the crowd, they were the girlies, you know, they were uh, us girls were there, us girls that, that are a fan of his. And when this man got up on stage, collectively, the entire room went like this. <laughs> like I was just staring at him, looking at him. I swear that he's got that. He's got the thing. He's got that vibe. He's got that like, uh, I don't know. He's just got this this way about him. And he's so fucking cute. Even still to this day. Anywho, I, I love that guy. All right. The next fuck, Mary kill that um, she had sent in was a tea fuck, Mary kill because she was drinking tea in the shower. So it's chamomile green and Earl Grey. And I know you guys are going to hate me for this, but I'm really not a tea person, but I I'm going to do this as best as I can. I wouldn't be able to really differentiate Earl Grey compared to any other tea. To me, every tea is really Earl Grey tea. The only tea that I can decipher is like a tea that tastes like something else like a like a like a fruit like a peachy tea like i like that tea that's peaches 
I forget who makes it Yogi or something. It's called like peachy peach something, but it tastes like peaches. And then I like that because I like to have iced tea with that. But I don't know. To me, Earl Grey tea, every tea is Earl Grey. And then green, I, I could I know what green is and I actually like green tea, like real green tea is good. Chamomile, I think I've had it once. So I'm going to go, I'm going to marry green because it's the only one I, f- I really know. I'm going to, ma- I'm going to fuck chamomile, right? And then I'm going to kill Earl Grey. Hate to, hate to see you go Earl Grey, but I really don't know you. I'm definitely not a tea person, but I'm trying to be. Anywho, I love you guys. And you can send in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. No matter how long I do this podcast for, I'll never know how to say goodbye to the girls. I go like this. I go, hey, all right. Everybody email me. (laughs) Everybody email me. (laughs) Anywho, secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. I love ya. Bye.